And you can now reach out and leave us a voice message at anchor.fm slash fanboys slash message. And who knows, you could appear in a future episode. Tell us what you like, tell us what you'd like to hear, and we'll see what we can do. Thank you very much for listening. Hello, welcome to another episode of Fanboys, where we get together and talk about everything that we fanboy over. Uh, I'm Dennis, and I'm here again tonight with Paul. Hi there. I was going to say, that's your cue to say hello. Uh, Sadly, Alex is not with us again this evening. He's got a proper job, unlike us layabouts. Um, But um, hopefully we'll be able to catch up with him soon and uh, get him back on the show. Anyway, uh, tonight, what we're going to talk about? Star Wars Episode 4. Star Wars Episode 4. Or as I like to call it, Star Wars. Star Wars. As it was when I first saw it. And me. Uh, And you. But I didn't see it with you, though, so... Oh, no, we we didn't know each other then, because you were hundreds of miles away. Yeah. Well... (laughs) You were hundreds of miles away as well. So uh, anyway, regardless. Oh, uh, Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Star Wars. Uh, we've been threatening to do it for ages. So um, yeah, we're finally going to talk about Star Wars Episode Four. So uh, what, what can we say about this film? Everyone's um, seen Star Wars. Um, and, and again, when you say Star Wars, automatically think of Episode Four. Um, and we were there, man. We groundbreaking. Were there. Groundbreaking. Can you remember many films of that caliber when that came out? Yeah, Superman. I mean, like, a space opera, really? Oh, no, 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 nothing like that. What do we have? Um, just rubbish sci-fi on the telly in the late yeah, 70s Buck, and early Buck, 80s. I can, so. I can remember Buck Rogers, the black and white yep. Flash Gordons. Yeah. Um, and Buck a lot Rogers of was West- late 70s, a, was it? A lot of Westerns. No, but I remember watching it then. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. But there were lots of westerns mm. and and uh, spaghetti Bonanza. westerns. No, I mean like oh, right. fistful of dollars and things like that. They were around. And... Oh, they've been around for years at that point already. So, <laughs> but there was that sort of films oh. were floating around, weren't they? But and then Star Wars hit, and it was like, what is this? <laughs> well, it was one of the it's one of those golden eras, wasn't it? Because in in the late seventies, you had uh, some absolute gems, some classics oh, turn up. Close Encounters. Uh, Close Encounters comes straight to mind. So does mm. Jaws. You know, yeah. um, what, what a fantastic era. Uh, Spielberg, you know, ET and and all that sort of thing. A few years afterwards, uh, mm. oh, it was so good. It was just brilliant. Yeah. Golden years, uh, not our golden years of cinema. No, no not our golden years of cinema. Um, but, <laughs> uh, but certainly, it, it, it there were films that had an impact, which is exactly what happened with Star Wars. Yes, exactly. That's well put. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree with that. Yeah. <clears throat> Good. Good. But, but Star Wars at the same time holds a lot of emotional things because of our age mm-hmm. at that time i believe yeah yeah well um kids growing up isn't it at that age so absolutely yeah absolutely i mean yeah. crikey 
so what was it? 77? Yeah. I was five. I was five. I was um, four. So I had, and I always had a, a good imagination. So I, I, I was, I was there, man. You know, I was Luke Skywalker or Darth Vader. I had the toys and, and the games. Yeah. And with me, it was costumes and the plastic masks and oh the, tran- my God. the, the transfers with the pencil. Yeah. Oh, they yeah. Were great. Yeah, transfers and pencil. They were all over my dad's. They're all over the toilet door. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. And you had the lunchbox. Well, this is the thing. This was all merchandising, which which is that's, Star Wars. That's, all, that's what he wanted, wasn't it? That's what George yeah. said. He said, "You keep the money for the film." I'll yeah. have the merchandise. And they're like, yeah, all right. Then. What a twi- what a twi- they were like, what a twi- <laughs> Pretty much the first time a film had gone so far into merchandising. It's, uh, yeah. Do you think that had uh, an impact on people's perceptions of the film, making it, I don't know, maybe better than it actually was? Or is it something else? It's not better than it was, though, is it? But to a you child's I mean? imagination, it might be. Did we see it differently to how we perceive it now? Hmm. Yes. And I'll tell you why. Because here's an example, right? So imagine you're playing. I, I know you're a retro video game player. Imagine Indeed. you're playing some of the really old games. Okay. Something really. No, I'm thinking not quite that old. I'm thinking more along the lines of Mercenary on, say, okay. the Commodore 64 or the Atari yeah. ST or the Amiga, one of those versions of Mercenary, okay? So you've got a, a, a green world with a blue sky and white vector graphics that are transparent, yeah? Yeah, yeah. I bet the first time you were playing that in that world, there were solid, tangible objects. You know, there are real doors, real lifts, real ships, real blocks of cheese you're flying around in. I'll tell you what that what game actually did have that impact on me. There was two uh-huh. games. There was one which is obviously Elite, and then the yep. second one was uh, a game called Archipelagos. Oh, I know Archipelagos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was yeah, both BBC programs. Wasn't Archipelagos on the Archimedes? Yeah, and wasn't that by I had, Braben? I had not. Yeah, it was. I had an Archimedes, so I was playing that and a game called Zark, okay. which turned out to be Virus on the Amiga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but yeah. those games I saw very differently to how I see them now. <laughs> yeah, look at them now; they look awful. But at the time, your imagination kind of fills in the blanks, doesn't it? You you um, delete so, it off your phone if you had it on your phone now, wouldn't you? Well, oh, you would. Yeah, you really would. Um, so yeah, there are, there are some things that you do remember better than they actually were for that very very reason um, because your imagination does fill in what you, you, your eye doesn't see, and I think Star Wars is you know guilty of the same sort of condition you imagine it or you imagine the effects being better than they actually are if we were that's lucky, very, lucky that's enough. Actually, yes i do agree with you there i mean even george lucas did when he went back and tinkered but oh well yeah it's but, a different story uh, isn't it that but i see hmm. what you i see where you're going yes i do agree i mean some of the special effects in star wars or some people say episode four are mm-hmm. pretty poor. Oh, yeah. Before they it's were like touched you, up in the late 90s. You, yes, they were. I remember having it on video cassette. In fact, I had yeah. it on Betamax. <laughs> yeah. But um, I said, I can remember saying to my dad, I don't remember being able to see through the window frames of the X-Wing fighter. To my dad, is the videotape wrong? 
dad sort of said to me no in the in the cinema i could actually see that the stars were going through the window it's like mm. you know what i mean the fret the actual frames were actually opaque in in the original of the x-wing okay <laughs> so there's certain things like that, that you, you just don't see as a kid because you're hooked into the the fairy tale so to speak yeah, well, it is a space fantasy, isn't it? it is a, yeah, a, a, you know, it's, it's, but that, it's phenomenal you, for that very reason. But yeah, wasn't it a journey as a kid? Oh, it was. You know, as soon as that title sequence begins and the scrolling text and this huge thing, great blooming star destroyer comes flying overhead, it, you're you're there. You know, you feel it, you see it with the massive mono rumble of the cinema. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> Yeah, and the lasers going on, and it's straight into a battle, and you've got robots and explosions and guns, and then you've got this terrifying dark shadow creature with I've a raspy. I've got a disclaimer here. What oh. really drew me in at the start of Star Wars, right? And I wasn't really interested in what it, the story that was scrolling up. I wasn't interested. I couldn't. I couldn't be bothered to read it. I was four, you know. And yeah. but but I can remember to myself thinking. I love Flash Gordon. <laughs> and of course the scrolling titles was very, that's a completely ripped off Flash Gordon TV series back, you know, the, the old black and white one from the 1950s. And well, I was a yeah, massive but... fan of that. And that drew me mm. in because he used that. I was like, Oh, this is going to be great. <laughs> yeah. oh, I don't know. Well, I mean, he admits he was heavily influenced by those sort of serials. Um, and I, do you believe the sound effect of the radio in episode one yeah, on screen yeah, yeah. was taken directly from that that show? But um, we're not here to talk about episode one. I think we've done that enough already. Well, the, episode one was lit was basically littered with little. Oh, do you everything. know what? So I've just had a thought. Flash Gordon's oh. la the laser radar thing was actually actually yeah. in the film. Yeah, but yeah. I'm not going episode one. That was months ago. No. <laughs> yeah. Thank. <laughs> um, but it does remind me of uh, a little anecdote where I um, handed you a Jar Jar Binks toy the other week. I'm not okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've, okay, everybody. Dennis, I've got to say this. It's a little story. We were in game. I was in a good mood because I'd finally gone in and I said, you got any PS4s? And they were like, we've got one. Then the person hasn't picked it up. So I was uh, like, no, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. It's a PlayStation 5. Oh yeah, I'm very, I'm very sorry, but yeah, I, I've, I've managed to bag a PS5. Hooray! Um, just as I'm paying for it and getting my points and everything, Dennis comes up to the counter and just plops in front of me a Jar Jar Binks model. <laughs> it was a so, black series. Come on, it was lovely. I'm going to swear. <laughs> <laughs> and well, you can elaborate what you said without swearing, maybe. Okay, so I shouted out helpful. to Dennis who was in front of me, and it was go loud. forth and multiply off. <laughs> yeah. uh, very, very loud in the shop. And by the time the shopkeeper <laughs> turned around to, to look to see what was going on, Dennis had gone. And I'm stood there. <laughs> I was just shouting, doing as I was told. Yeah, after shouting quite loudly, go forth and multiply. Yeah, And the shopkeeper right. just looked off. Yeah, and the shopkeeper says to me, do you mind not being so rude? Where the, a lady beside me 
hits me on, on the arm and says, would you mind not swearing in front of my child? <laughs> and I felt so bad. I was like, yes, I've got my PlayStation 5, but at the same time, I've been very demeaned. As like, <laughs> so thank you very much for that one, Dennis. Brilliant. You're welcome. You're welcome. It was very nice. That was, that, that was, probably, pay, that was probably payback for the times I was picking you up and putting you in bins. <laughs> yeah, that'll that'll do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've, I, you've still got a long way to go if if we're looking at payback. But uh, well, the coke can situation. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so, but, yeah but being more. told being told off by a young mother and a shopkeeper at the same time, and you disappeared. Mm-hmm. That was fun. Oh, Jar Jar Binks. Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> could I could I hate him any more? <laughs> yes, you can. You can, oh, and he's going to think... haunt you forever. Yeah, well, yeah, you sent me a few photos of it as well, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There, was, there was two versions, so I sent pictures of both of them to you. Oh, why? Because <laughs> it's Jar Jar. You love Jar Jar. Were you surprised Jar-Jar. by my outburst in the shop? Oh, not you, Jar Jar. <laughs> not were, you su- were you surprised by the outburst in the shop? No, not really. Well, I was actually. Yeah. I didn't think it would be that loud and so forthright. But uh... I don't. I didn't think it was going to be that loud when it came out. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but there we go. <laughs> we digress. Do apologise. We were talking about Star Wars Episode Four, so honestly, that uh, woman looked like she was going to break my nose. <laughs> she probably would have, and that would have been another oh. story altogether. <laughs> so we saw Star Wars back in the day, back in the seventies, and uh, and it yeah, changed like, our lives forever. Like June, we were there. We witnessed it. We were there. We yeah. got our gold. It's... Yes. Yeah. We we had our toys and t-shirts and lunch boxes and um... pants. We had our pants <laughs> and the pants. Yeah, you had yeah, Star pants. Wars. Star Wars, everything. It was absolutely yeah, everything. Everything was Star Wars, and it was a good time to be alive. Oh yeah, yeah. Everything well, Star Wars was amazing, and I don't think George Lucas knew it was going to be that massive. I think oh. I think the merchandise thing just exploded, didn't it? How can you possibly know? That your little fairy tale story is going to change the world. You, you just can't. That would be too much. That would be I too know. much for anyone to handle. And no one wanted to take it on, did they? Well, that's the story. That's the story. Although it's I like, think Fox, I think Fox did because of American Graffiti had made mm-hmm. you know you know uh, you know done well and made them yeah. some money. So they gave him the opportunity, probably as a and thank they, you. But they looked at it and was like, "What the hell is this, George?" <laughs> oh, I don't know. Spielberg did see one of the early cuts and apparently uh, famously said to George Lucas that he's going to make a billion dollars with this. Mm. He wasn't wrong. No, but he it was... Wrong. Oh, my God. It, the the impact that that had on my life mm-hmm. was amazing. I, I can, That night, coming home from the, from the ABC cinema in Exeter mm-hmm. with my dad, it was a proper father-son moment. But yeah. Yeah. Well, I can say I saw mine in the Commodore in Orpington High Street, and um, <laughs> is which it still is now standing? McDonald's, I believe. No, it's no. McDonald's. Yeah. The, AB, the ABC in Exeter is the Waterstones Bookshop. Oh, that's a nice location on the corner yeah, there. Yeah, right on the corner. That used to be the ABC, and it was it was mm. it had a massive mono speaker underneath the the screen. I can remember it. There was a big the big well, screen, then, and then it was just one speaker, no stereo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when yeah. I saw it, it was like, if you smoke, smokers sit on the left hand side. Oh, yeah, I remember that. You, yeah, you look up and there's a massive cloud above you anyway. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. So you'd have half the, the billowing smoke going everywhere. You'd have a little lady selling uh, ice creams and stuff. Yeah. And, yeah. Oh, good. Showing you to your seat with a flashlight. Oh, those were the days. Yeah. That was good, wasn't it? Look, yeah, nostalgia, nostalgia, nostalgia. I love it. You go to the cinema, and it's it's cheaper to buy a ticket for the film than it is to actually buy a bottle of pop. And you, yeah, and you'd and you sit there sweating your backside off these horrible plastic seats. Mm. <laughs> well, I don't know. But the last yeah. one was quite good. We saw Dune. That was really comfy. That was unreal, wasn't it? No wonder that guy fell asleep oh, right. in it. Yeah, yeah. Well, they were classes recliners. And uh, yeah, really, really nice. But anyway, digress again. That so there's a nice table as well. Like you're in an airplane, uh, isn't it? I know, right? Brilliant. I don't know what to say about Star Wars Episode Four, other than you know how how wonderful it was in changing our world. I mean, it, technically, it was a crap film. And what you know, I was rubbish effects. Was, it made me. It hit me so hard as a, as a four year old boy. You can remember, I was four. Mm. You know, and yeah. and I went and I went home and I had space Lego. Um, uh-huh. you know, the little, the, where the, 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 the Lego people didn't have characters then it was just a Lego man and okay. he was wearing a blue spacesuit with an a red arrow on it. And I made, I made, um, a, a, well, in my head, I made an X-Wing fighter. It probably looked like right. a pile of plop. <laughs> <laughs> but, but in your mind's eye, that was movie accurate yeah yeah and i went to sleep with it i woke up with it I was, and it was mm. everything to me you know and then yeah, yeah. dad suddenly gave me i woke up the next morning and there were star wars toys on, on my bed can you mm. imagine how i felt <laughs> oh i'm sure yeah i was yeah. like what so dad dad planned it all he did, dude you, you know. you've got yeah you've got to remember that um i've got a jack and jack Mate, I, I was there when, when he was Jack, four. I was there when Jack discovered Star Wars yeah. with you. He fell in love with Star Wars the moment he saw the first one on DVD. So, so yeah, we went to cinema and saw episode two together. Yes. You, me, and Jack. Yeah. I took him to the Honiton conventions. I got pictures of him with Darth Vader and stormtroopers and stuff. And he was, to, he was young. He was like four, five at the most. Was it like reliving so, it again, or was it? It really was, yeah. Now I know how my old man felt. You know, and was when it I, when he how me. emotional did you feel with his reaction to seeing it? Oh, just just pride, knowing that I wasn't the only one. Well, no, I'm not the only one because obviously it's such a, a worldwide phenomenon. Uh, but um, I, I, to know I, that I, it was validated is is humbling. I can remember my conversations with Jack about Star Wars. He re- yeah. is he oh. he was really knowledgeable about it at a very young age. Oh, he loves it. Absolutely lives Star Wars. Really does. Yeah, unfortunately, so, uh, he liked Jar Jar at the start, didn't he? Well, most kids did, I think, <laughs> until they, they <laughs> sort of realised what an absolute monstrosity he really I can is. Remember He's up there with him... the, the guy from Pan's Labyrinth with the eyes in his hands. He's that kind of nightmare. Yeah. I can remember Jack explaining to me how the writing in episode one went up. Um, mm-hmm. Or how it, you know what I mean, don't you? How it scrolled up instead of scrolling down. Like oh, yeah, 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 yeah. At the start. Yeah. And I was, I was like, that's impressive, you know. <laughs> yeah. You know, as a young you know, kid, such a thing. Spotting, spotting that, you know. I was like, oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> no, he loved it. We've seen all the Star Wars films together, me and Jack. It's, uh, like I say, it's like a rite of passage. 
well, father to son, all that sort yeah, of thing. I'm not being funny. You went to the cinema like I did back in the 70s, mm-hmm. with father right. and son, and then look, and yep. then you look at yourself, and what are you doing? You know, yes. it's that's how impactful Star Wars is and mm-hmm. was. Mm-hmm. You know, oh yeah, and, I mean, Jack still loves sci-fi, um, and his favorite sci-fi isn't actually Star Wars. Believe it or not, his favorite sci-fi is Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, yeah, the new version. The, I hope. The Ronald D. Moore version, not the yeah. 1970s version, which is about as sci-fi as we had when we were kids. It was that bad. It was grim, wasn't it? I went off Battlestar Galactica as a child when Chips got involved on the motorbikes. Yeah, that was ridiculous. I was like, flying what motorbikes. The... Oh, never mind. Yeah, and then, then they get but, chip, um... the, the, the program Chips involved. That's what put me off yeah. Battlestar Galactica. We, we will but... have to have a... A discussion about Battlestar at one point because I've got a friend, uh, a long time friend I've known for decades, and he refuses point blank. You know who you are if you're listening. He refuses point blank to uh, to watch it because Starbuck is a lady. For f- crying out loud! I mean, the... <laughs> sorry, what were you going to say there? <laughs> Battlestar Galactica, Dude. the latter the latter series is remarkable. I know. I know it's I, I bang my head against a wall trying to deal with him sometimes, but, uh, it's, it's, but yeah. it's, I'm sure it's he says it. Real... Mind you, this is the same guy who says um, Tron Legacy is a load of pap. You need to defend this person because that, <laughs> you know how I feel about Tron, don't you? <laughs> I do, and and he rec- he says you know he's a, a true aficionado himself of Tron. You know he was there back in the eighties again, mother eighties sci fi classic. And uh, and he refused for a long time to to sit through Tron Legacy because it's not Tron, it's too pretty. How does he know if he hasn't seen it? Sorry, <laughs> I didn't mean to. <laughs> <laughs> I think he got as far as the um, you know recognizer really coming really into land me. for the first it, time when it flies every, overhead, and he's just like, "No, that's not Tron." So every Star Wars fan in the planet has had this conversation with someone where they go, "Do you like Star Wars?" "No, I hate Star Wars." "Have you seen it?" "No." <laughs> every Star Wars fans had that person and I mm-hmm. don't understand it's like give it a chance then you know it's yeah. like if you if you haven't seen it how do you know you hate it I know right I know it's frustrating it really <laughs> is uh, on the, there are those who have seen it and think it's daft and okay it's not yeah, for but, everyone but, I get but, it but, but yeah but for me for me mm-hmm. how can you have an opinion if you haven't seen it you can. I've got no problem with people watching it and saying, "Oh, actually, uh-huh. it's pants." Okay, that's your opinion. That's cool. But but if you mm. haven't seen it, <laughs> yeah. and then you and then you go out of your way and say, "No, it's crap." Okay, ladies and gentlemen, go watch Star Wars Episode Four if you haven't seen it already. It will change your yeah. world. Yeah. Except the, except the very latest version of it because that's got some really dubious sound effects in there for some reason. I don't know why. Just... Oh no, we're going to go over <laughs> one, are we? I I think we should just address uh, some of the changes that's occurred to this this movie. Okay, um, George George Lucas is an absolute god for what he yeah. created and what he brought to us. But yes, tinkering but... ways are bad. It's like going back to Jaws and putting CGI sharks in it. It's like, yeah. why would you do that? Why Why would you do that? You just don't do it. But he does. Some things you shouldn't touch. That's one of well, them. There's, well, there's, let's go through this. There's lots of things, isn't there? Number one, Jar Jar was never a slug at the start. 
fat, uh, fat Irish what? man, wasn't he? Not just, see, that's you. Just? That's you. That's you that's done that to me. You've done this to me. You violated me. It's like <laughs> you I'm know. I'm thinking that. of. I'm thinking Surely. of ja- Jabber. <laughs> Jabba. <laughs> right, yeah, fine, yeah. You're right. In in the uh, in the original movie, Jabba you see what was done to me. Jabba, <laughs> an Irishman dressed as Attila the Hun. It's weird, yeah. I know, but um, naturally that scene got chopped out. Um, and when Jabba did appear for the first time in Return of the Jedi, he's now a big slug. Yes, you're absolutely right. I know where you're going with this one. Yeah, and and they had to do. They didn't just have to like superimpose with. The animation, the special effects back then, they were good for the time. You look at them now, you can see the black outline, can't you? Oh, God, but, yeah. yeah, it's rubbish. But, but So when you see Harrison Ford actually cut out the negative and move to step over the tail, it's awful. Mm. Yeah, it's got better. <laughs> the latest version is a lot better, but it's still quite jarring. Um, and as, yeah. as we're talking about Han Solo, you know, Han Solo shoots first. He even wears the T-shirt himself, doesn't he? Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure Harrison Ford really doesn't care. But he, um, I've seen the photos of him walking around saying, "I shot first Yeah, he probably probably has over the years. But yeah, it makes me laugh that why he had to. Ju- I mean, again, in the original Star Wars Episode Four cut, Han Solo shoots Greedo in Mos Eisley spaceport first, and, that, and then his quip afterwards makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah. It, it's crazy how he decided all of a sudden that this smuggler, you know, with the act of smuggling is considered illegal pretty much everywhere in the world, uh, <laughs> isn't quite bad enough to murder someone yet. No. But clearly he and then, does. And then it and got changed had. again, didn't it? It got So they shoot at the same time as one one cut as well. <coughs> oh, excuse me. <laughs> swallowed a swallow firework? <laughs> <laughs> oh, must be a McClunky. <clears throat> anyway, <laughs> yeah, but there, there was a shot where hand hand shot first at the start, then Greedo yeah. shot first, and then it was yeah. cut again. So they shot at the same time. They shot, shot at the same off. time, and hand yeah. ducks or something. Yeah. But it still looks wrong. Just leave it alone. Yeah, and but... he shoots him under the table in the original one, so you don't see laser bolts flying everywhere like a no, 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 psychedelic no. road trip. It's it's bizarre. Um, so that's just another change they made. So when if you do watch the film and you've never seen it before, it, it might look a little strange. Just kind of brush over that part. It, just just imagine Han Solo shoots the little green guy. But the first. thing is, in, it's like brush over, it's brush over those parts, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But it's Obi-Wan Kenobi scaring off Tusken warriors. Okay, this one is a personal... Um, <laughs> off you uh, go. Okay, right. So, <clears throat> and again, anyone who's seen the original um, cuts and versions are quite aware that when the Jawas are picking over the land speeder, oh, crikey, fireworks going off. I do apologize. Um, Obi Wan Kenobi comes over this this sort of horizon in his robes, flapping his arms around, and he kind of makes this sort of screechy noise. Uh, and the official description is that it's the call of a crate dragon. And if yeah. you watch the Mandalorian uh, on Disney Plus, shameless plug, um, in the episode with a crate dragon, you can actually it's, hear that original it's call. Shameless. It's in there. It hasn't been tamed. That's not shameless. No, <laughs> it's not shameless plug in. I don't no. think. I think it's worth experiencing what the original call 
was and how it should have sounded. And I think even um, the makers of The Mandalorian realised it should be acknowledged because the, the change is bizarre. And in the latest version, that call's been removed and replaced by what can only be described as someone slamming their genitals into a kitchen drawer. It's it's not exactly frightening to scare anything off, is it? Only if you're the one who's trapped their genitals in a kitchen drawer. Then it's it's, like, it's, it's almost like Obi Wan seen the Tuscan warriors and screamed like, and then he's it's like as if he's going to turn around and run away. <laughs> I I can't describe the noise itself. It is bizarre. Excuse me. I would recommend anyone who thinks, "What are these lads talking about?" Get on YouTube and Google the, the, uh, changes, the sound effect. Yeah. The changes. Be, then, it then. is so weird. I just can't stress enough. And to you, which is the best sound? The original. Exactly. Why Tinker? It sounds like a guy screeching, but then when you read the lore and discover it's the call of a crate dragon, and it's that call which will make the Tuscan Raiders run away because they think they're about to get eaten, then it all makes sense. Okay, But then to have that sound effect, sound effect replaced by just the most bizarre warbling voice you've ever heard just makes no sense whatsoever. It's like a female opera singer that's gargling acid. <laughs> In a bloke's voice. Yeah, yeah. That's what it's like. It's In really weird. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, a weird, it's a weird noise. It's, it's not like a noise that a human could or an adult could make. Not easily. Not sober, anyway. <laughs> You're saying Obi-Wan's a drunkard. <laughs> I'd say he was probably on something to come up with that. Yeah, I, 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 I just can't fathom this out. It's not a criticism against the movie. I love the movie, and I do love some of the changes, the CGI work that's gone into there to bring Moss Eisley to life, um, that's, adding that's more aliens and ships say. and stuff. Fabulous, uh, really I was good. Going to say the the what he did to Tinker to make cardboard sets more realistic is mm. good. You know that's yeah. good. You know, because back in those days, he was using what they used to use in Westerns for um, special effects. Like in Westerns, you have your cardboard houses that look like they're far away, but they're close. And and, mm. and he was using that sort of what was technology back then. But yeah. when but when he this land speeder goes into Moss Eisley and you see that the monster go up on its hind legs and come down and he has to dodge it and you see there's people Toronto. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, no, it is. No, I'm, I'm not criticising all the changes, but some of them are a bit bizarre. Um, leaping yeah, ahead but... to something like Empire Strikes Back and what he does to Cloud City, I like it. He puts windows into white yeah. corridors so you can yeah, yeah, see yeah. the cityscape. That's fine. That's actually Jumping beautiful. further ahead to Return of the Jedi and Darth, well, Darth mm. Vader. No! What? It's going on. I know. He's, uh, and, it is, and it wasn't even re-recorded. It was a direct sample of episode was, three. They literally just took the same sound effects and slapped it into... Yeah, know, so, so he said it twice. It's like... Now, that's okay. an emotional scene. I cried the first time I saw that. My mum met me outside the cinema in Leicester Square. She said, how was it? And I burst into tears. They killed you. It's, it's, it, hits you more, it hits you more emotionally without any sound, just him looking. And you can see, and you can see the clockworks in his head going around, thinking, "Hang on a minute." But do you hang know what's even minute. better? The older you get, 
the more you appreciate that inner turmoil that you can yeah. read on a plastic mask. It's ridiculous. There's no acting there, but yet he sells it. Yeah. That he's absolutely torn between his son and his he's duty. Going, and it's he's looking left, right, oh, left, dude, it, left again, oh. right, left again. And I remember the cinema and they, erupted with cheers the moment that happened. I'll never forget it. It's one of those one of I those jumped, I jumped out of my seat and I had oh, my my dude. my t-shirt, which was a Star Wars t-shirt. My t-shirt was absolutely soaking through through crying. <sighs> phenomenal movies but we see, but, but we're not going to digress into episode no into, no no we're not now we're not. because but i think it is important know. to address and acknowledge that these movies were so influential on a generation yes on indeed. people like us yeah and we'll never forget that experience i'm nearly i'm 50 next year and yet i can still hear do you know what and see so, that cinema as if it was yesterday Without even knowing about it, because we were innocent kids back then, you know, like four, five, six years old, whatever. Back then, it's the 70s, right? It's a different world back then. Star Wars was showing so much diversity and almost against... It wasn't a political statement, but you could see that colour or anything like that didn't matter. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it was so, it showed so much diversity. It was unreal when you look at yeah, it now. Yeah. Mm. And, but of course, Star Trek, got, Star Trek got there first. Of course it did. Yeah, of course it did with yeah. the Hura and everything like that. But, yeah. but, but Star Wars was showing so much diversity in, in a world where, let's be honest, it was nasty. It was, it was pretty bad. Yeah. So, let us, I mean, obviously, we've, we've talked about how it's impacted us and the world and pop culture, uh, you know, back in the 70s with merchandising and, and stuff like that. And, <laughs> that was new, and it hit it? the charts <laughs> and it hit the holiday special, which I'm not going to talk about. Um, oh, why? But, you but you talk, mentioned Jar Jar, you mentioned the holiday special. <laughs> I, I, I'm not gonna, I'll talk about Jar Jar happily. I won't talk about the holiday special. There are limits. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I did want to um i did want to talk about some of the characters obviously because you know they're so iconic mm -hmm. uh, so the first characters we meet we've got c3po and r2d2 lauren hardy lauren hardy they're the abbott and costello yeah uh, they're the comedy duo if you like you know one's the the, the sidekick of the other uh yeah. Understand a word R2 saying, so 3PO literally has to translate everything himself. You kind of do in some scenes, don't you? Understand what he's saying. You you kind of do again through I wouldn't say body language, but he doesn't really have a body to sort of express himself. He just stands there and wobbles. Like when you say when he goes, no, I don't like you either. I know it's a different film. You know, yeah, and C3PO yeah. goes, no, you don't. And then C3 R2D2 sort of goes, you don't like me? No. Yeah, it's like. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, and you can almost you can, go, you can oh. understand him, can't you? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it, it's that's a real shame. But, um, but yeah, so these are the first two characters you meet. People love them or hate them. Personally, I love them. I do like yeah. C3PO. I do think the character was overused um, in the other movies. Um, I don't like think when they he had becomes to a god figure Oh, we don't talk about Ewoks. Um, just the <laughs> fact that they've appeared in every Star Wars franchise so far, in one form yeah. or another. Yeah, I do agree with you there. 
I mean, C3PO didn't really have to be in the in the latter films, did he? Did he? No, no. I mean, it's nice to see him in Rogue One briefly, you know, just to acknowledge that they're working with the rebellion all the way back then mm. as well. You know, just prior to it all kicking off. But, but then Rogue, Rogue, One, one is, Rogue One is a bridge between two oh, films. You know what I mean? It's it's not yeah. it's not a, what I would call a, a later a later sequel. It's it's like no. a bridge. It's a bridge of the gap, isn't it? It's like part of part four, really. Yeah, I I I would view it as uh, yeah uh, an alternate view of episode four. Um, and it's it's so good. It's it's up there. It's not as influential, but it just carries on. It just extends what we grew up loving. If a modern Star Wars film was to be made, Rogue One is it. And and yeah, we've we've discussed it already um, yeah. in plenty detail. If you haven't heard that one, go back. It's in the listing somewhere. Um, but 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 take away from this, we do love Rogue One. Um, it is lovely. It is jolly. Still good. makes still makes me cry. <laughs> oh, not because of the story because it is so perfectly styled it's so good yeah yeah watch it in and, 4k uh, oh, i just recommend what it a, and if you've never seen it before you are in for a treat at the end that's all i can say oh my god oh my god oh, oh my god <laughs> <laughs> right so <laughs> oh my god that is the end of the end of it oh <laughs> yeah too late and, <laughs> and if you love Tarkin, you're going to love this. You're going to love Rogue One if you love Tarkin. Trust well, me. Well, talk about Tarkin. Let's talk about Tarkin. So Peter Cushing, um, who was already a well-known actor uh, from stage, television, and movies, uh, himself. <laughs> um, what what a guy! Uh, as as yeah. Moff Tarkin, uh, evil to the core, a real oh, career yeah, villain. Yeah. Ah, uh, uh, just he, a he, brilliant he, actor. Wait, Oh, he is. You know, just the way he rules his R's is yeah. uh, phenomenal. And the evil that he brought, he portrays evil so well. Uh, yeah. Even in the Hammer horror films, he was quite, he was, he was, well, let's be honest, the Hammer horror films, it was very cheesy and hammy and very camp, wasn't it? And then oh, when it course. came to, yeah. and then when he was the evil 70s, in Star Wars, it was different. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But he, he didn't really do anything atrocious, but he just gave the orders of the atrocities, yeah, if you like. When he's so. talking to Leia about destroying her Alderaan, mm-hmm. that's evil, because he's almost doing it with a smile. You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. oh, no, you're far too yeah. trusting. It's like... <laughs> it, it's, yeah. it's, so let's just kill billions yeah. of people just for the, you know... And Cara gonna, Dune was born. We're, we're going to test the weapon by destroying your entire planet, but thanks for telling us the secret. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. We'll do it anyway. So yeah, so, yeah, so utterly evil. Does it so well though? Oh yeah, <laughs> very much a a, a moustached, twirling and yeah type villain if ever there was one. Yeah. So uh, so good. I like Tarkin, and it, like you say, yeah, Rogue One. They bring him back, um, and they do a very good job of of digitally recreating him. Uh, when we when Rogue One when we first was phenomenal. Well done. When we first saw Tarkin and Rogue One in the cinema, I was amazed that it was just the reflection in the window before we actually, you know, when it pans out. But I, I could have left we it were, with that. I thought we were just seeing the reflection in the window and thought that was stunning. And then mm, they had yeah. to go further, didn't they? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So fully like, fledged out, living, breathing. Like, and that was another moment in cinema history where everyone was like, "What the boop." <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, they did a good job. They really did. They yeah, Tarkin, than, I love um, him as a character. Yeah. Love him. Better than the Jeff Bridges version in Legacy. Although I love Tron Legacy, the, the Jeff Bridges one did have a really big head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just saying. Just putting it out there. So, uh, so we've had Tarkin. We've had 3PO. Uh, everyone's favourite character, Han Solo. Yeah, cheeky chappy that he is. Scoundrel, womanizer, gambler. Perfection. Yeah, love him. Yeah. He's just... <laughs> He's the guy that every kid wanted to grow up to be. He's the man's man that you want to grow up to be and shouldn't be. <laughs> yeah. and he had his own car as well, the Millennium Falcon. It was like driving a Ford Capri that was on its last legs. May I just add, that was my first car that I ever had, a Ford Capri. Um, I'm jealous. I've I always wanted a Ford Capri. I've actually got one at work. There's someone who parks a beautifully looked after Ford Capri in the car park. You and say I, that, but I'll tell you something. I had to yeah. replace the choke on it so many times. Ugh. Oh, yeah, they're rubbish. But... <laughs> If people that we don't know, cars used to have a choke option on it to start it. <laughs> Manual choke as well, yeah. Yeah. Yes, three. Loved it. Google it if you're not familiar. But yeah, what yeah. a classic. Um, but yeah, he's literally got a Ford Capri in space. Um, and every kid wanted to be Han Solo in the playground. Come on. If you're going to play Star Wars in the playground, everyone, all the guys wanted to be be Han Solo. They're doing I'm, well. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you something now. I'm going to tell you something now. I went to a like, yeah, weren't you? No, I wanted. I, I went to a private school, right? Which wasn't my choice, but I made my mum make me a black waistcoat to go over my white shirt. <laughs> okay, that, that, I, I, I can imagine. Yeah. I got the cane for that, but I continued to wear it in honour of mm. Han Solo because that's who I wanted to be. <laughs> oh, you hero! Yeah, you hero! I really hero worshipped him mm -hmm. so um, much. Okay. <laughs> If any bloke's going to sell cigarettes to a child, it's Han Solo, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I get me wrong. Luke Skywalker is cool. Han Solo yeah. is cooler. Yeah. Yeah. Luke yeah. Skywalker. Keep your Jedi stuff. Give me a smuggling, gun toting, Ford Capri driving space pirate any day. Yeah, Luke Skywalker is it's a heap of junk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But to be honest with you, Luke Skywalker was a little bit whiny in the first film, wasn't he? Oh, he was a proper idiot, wasn't he? Like when he's going to Uncle Owen and say, I want to go and buy some power converters. I'm like, oh my God, who's this? It's like... <laughs> he's Turns a bit whingy. He's a legend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who knew? Who knew yeah. where this journey was going? But uh, yeah, Luke's cool. I like Luke. Um, interesting transition. You know, guy lives in the desert. For farming moisture, like Dune, influenced by Dune, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. a lot of Star Wars was, a lot of many films actually were, were influenced by Dune. But that's a whole nother podcast. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, so, so there he is, living in the desert, and yet he's uh, a great pilot, and a, a you know he's, he's becoming a cunning Jedi warrior, and it's just makes and his all his friends have shoved off already, haven't they? Yeah. To like Biggs and everyone, they've already gone. Yeah, he literally is the squire in a medieval tale who goes off to become the the knight, if you like, you know, the hero. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. This is the fantasy journey. That's why I love it. It, it. it is seen as a swashbuckling film, though, isn't it? I suppose so, although there's not much swash or buckle when Obi-Wan and Vader fight each other. It's a bit slow. <laughs> Wooden? Yeah. A bit tight. Yes. Well, yes. You, you come on, those costumes, they couldn't, they couldn't move their shoulders or their necks. Well, <laughs> even so. It's very much, yeah, but you compare that to when they first clashed in episode three. 
And hopefully, yeah. when they clash again in the Obi Wan series, oh, um, Schrader's oh. dropping tomorrow, apparently. Uh, well, I heard the twelfth. Twelfth. I heard oh, November twelfth. So let's oh, let's see what God. happens on that one. Obi Wan trailer really... coming soon. Are you still wanting it to start like uh, like you've been Hello saying there. these years? It's Hello. Got to, if that if that TV series doesn't open with Obi-Wan saying hello there in some and sort then, of... And then Obi-Wan coming up on the screen. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know about that, but, you know, if it sets the scene, for example, you know, some kid in a back alley is about to get the crap kicked out of him in Moss Eisley, and all of a sudden it's just like, hello there. Oh, my God. I will, I will literally... You will hear me screaming from where you live. I will be the happiest out of the block. I tell you. They, they have to keep Obi-Wan. His wise cracks have to be there. The sarcasm has to be there. Um, yeah. Well, what a character! Well, and it, let's I've got find to, out. I know, I know. I know. We've gone off tangent a little bit with Obi Wan, but who would have thought you and McGregor would have pulled it off so well? Oh, me straight away. As soon as I heard his name touted to play young Obi Wan, I was thrilled. I, I was it, absolutely thrilled. I'm not being funny. When, when I first, I know it's episode one, mm -hmm. right? But. I was like, he's got Alec Guinness's voice. <laughs> well, it's it's certainly similar. Not, it's not, not the same, in, obviously, because I don't, you know, I don't Alec mean Guinness his is a real... voice. I don't mean his yeah. I, the way of speaking. You know, his 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 English, the his... inflection, uh, yeah, all that sort of. Yeah, very 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 good, very good. Yeah, it's spot on, and it gets better as the three films progress. So, oh my, yeah. I am looking forward to it so so much. It's ridiculous, but um, yeah, you're right. It's it's just one of those things. Done Talking a of you and McGregor. Mm -hmm. Another yes. character in the Star Wars film is a rel relative of his, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Uh, is it Wedge? Yeah, Wedge is his uncle. Is his uncle in real life? Yeah. Yeah. Who I believe told him not to take the part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, not being funny. Look yeah. at Wedge's character and look at you and McGregor's <laughs> character. It's like Wedge, mm, Wedge's yeah. career never really took off, really, other than the books and a camp. Did he have a cameo in one of the the sequel trilogies? I, I think he Rogue, did. Briefly. He mentioned in Rogue One, isn't he? No, but doesn't he actually turn up in episode nine? Yes. I think there's a, a blink and you miss it. Yeah. He's in one of the spaceships in the, the last fight, fight or something. But Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, see, Obi-Wan Kenobi, Ewan McGregor, uh, phenomenal. Alec Guinness set the bar very high for that role. Um, just his pacing, his storytelling. Uh, and there's a, a wonderful YouTube video called, um, you know, about Obi-Wan's PTSD, which... <laughs> Yeah, bring honestly, it chokes me up just watching it. It's it is. It's, so it's, good. It's, it's basically a little flashback episode, isn't it? Yeah. And, it and it's stunning. Oh, it's, it's so it, good. Yeah, he was it a good stunning. friend. It cuts back to him going, "I hate you." Oh if my was, god! If there was ever going to be a Star uh, Skywalker saga trailer, which is more emotional than the Skywalker saga trailer <clears throat> that was, that would be it, yeah. wouldn't it? That would that would be it. Yeah. Um, so we've talked about most of the characters now. I've got to mention Carrie. Oh, our princess, R.I.P. Oh, she is our princess. She always every every year it chokes me up. Honestly, it's like yeah, yeah. She um, she is deeply missed. She is deeply think missed. think about this, like you know what I was saying about Carrie. diversity back in the day, right? Yeah. In the nineteen seventies, there's this woman. And she's mm. not in this in this film. And she's not just the normal woman in this film where she's saying, help me, help me, because that was everywhere in the films in the 70s. 
Yeah, I want to say Daphne do, from uh, Dragon's Lair in this case is just like, Ooh, yeah, yeah. She, Carrie yeah. Fisher's character was, I'm grabbing a gun, I'll shoot yeah. that, get down that Give shoot. Gun, the in the fact, I'm in control here, and, and and that was groundbreaking at the time. Yeah, yeah, she was a strong female lead. Well, strong female lead, and she and in, an and, in, and in real life. I don't think George Lucas had a choice. <laughs> <laughs> you think that's the case, do you? Yeah. Well, but I'm grateful that, uh, that she did it so well and, and left such a, a mark because Princess Leia and that haircut is so iconic. Um, Mate, yeah. when, you, when you go to, when you see like people going to the, the Galaxy's Edge in Star Wars and things like that mm-hmm. in Disney. Yeah, yeah. And you see little girls that are like, yeah. Three Kids, or four, four five, old, six, with the, dressed the up buns. as Leia with the buns on their hair, and they know yeah. who she is. And she's a is... princess now. Come on, yeah, but it's, they know. It's, it's like yeah. kids that age want to be like her. That is just mm-hmm. brilliant, you know. And yeah. she did yeah. that herself. Yeah. Oh, okay. and and so... and just having—is it her daughter that's in the later films as well? Yeah. Um... Yes, it is. Billy Lord. That's gotta, yeah, that's got to be yeah. painful for her, isn't it? They, they are very, very much alike, yeah. But, um, yeah. yeah. But that, that was heartbreaking, Carrie. wasn't it? Yeah, it was. We love we love Carrie Fisher so much. It's ridiculous. We we all were deeply upset. And, and, uh, and we were fortunate that we could sort of talk to each other about uh, the influence she left on our lives. I've got her autograph on my wall. So yeah, good. Keep it, mm. cherish it. Yeah, I do. And uh, you know, another one we lost recently was um, Darth Vader himself. Mister, oh, we both have met him, and he, he lives. Him. He he lived not far away from where I live. Yeah, I was lucky enough to uh, to be a, a Star Wars stormtrooper at a charity event, and and got to sit next to him one evening, have a few drinks, share a meal and stories and uh gold leader himself wore my coat that night he, he pinched it off me and tried it on and and uh, <laughs> and i got drunk with mr garrison lovely was mr garrison no mr what was he called in grange hill mr oh no here we go bronson bronson yeah oh, i've got yeah. garrison in mind it's a south park yeah. isn't it different franchise yeah. together but you're uh, thinking yeah, garrison bronson. because you used to be a stormtrooper <laughs> that'll be it that's probably yeah. it yeah the 501st garrison was yeah. uh, was my charity of choice so uh yeah good but, times but, i'll never forget I, I, that i i met mr prouse twice at some x-wing conventions that's where i met him at X-wing, and then yeah. and then and then he recognized me and he actually invited me my then wife and a couple of people that I knew that were dressed up because obviously I was to dress up as Vader, didn't I? But well, a bit. Well, I used to walk around with my helmet and a suit and a smart shirt and a red tie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't know. But, yeah, yeah, and but uh, he invited us to that local pub with no Campton direction. Can't remember yeah, what it's yeah. called now. But oh, but God. we had a drink with him there, and my God, he's normal. He was normal. Yeah, you know, he was, he was, yeah. there was there was none of this. Oh, I'm Darth Bay. You know, none of that. No. He was just a normal no. bloke down the pub. It's stunning. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, but you talked. But when we when I spoke to him about his career and stuff and and and, and things like that at the dinner table, he was he literally just said, "Star Wars is is nice and all, and it's fun meeting everyone." But he was most proud of being the Green Cross Code Man. Yeah, he said the same thing to me. 
He's about uh, he's, he's said, said about helping saved people. so many lives. Yeah, yeah. He also said again, to me, he, he used to get fed up at the conven conventions because everyone he would go to, people would always say, "What did you feel like when someone took your voice voice uh, over?" Hmm. Yeah. And he said, "I get fed up with being answering that question. That's the only thing. Yeah. That's the only thing that annoys me." <laughs> well, that's fair enough. And you can't blame him, but you know, no, you, have, you think about the world, the worldwide conventions, and then the ones in America. You can imagine how many times mm. he gets asked that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he's but, such uh, a yeah. down to earth bloke, wasn't he? And it was. Oh, he was. That, he really that was. was. So, that was upsetting when he went. Honestly, because um, you think about God, how that guy. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, one of my biggest takeaways from meeting him was his hands. They were huge. They were like shovels. Well, not being funny, he was massive in his day, wasn't he? Yeah, I know. But he had the biggest hands I think I've ever seen on a human being. <laughs> but uh, but no, he, he again, much respect to the guy. I knew him as the Green Cross, Crowd, Green Cross Codeman before he was Darth Vader. Loved him as Darth Vader. And, uh, and I'll always cherish the fact that I got to sit down and spend some quality time with the man. He's also the weirdo weightlifter in Clockwork Orange. But mm, yeah. But, but yeah, I, I knew Star Wars before Green Cross Code Man, so it's the other way around. But yeah, obviously yeah. back when I was a kid, I didn't I thought the characters in Star Wars were real. I didn't I didn't you didn't think about actors or anything back then when you're four or no, five. I suppose not. No, you're yeah, they're they're bigger than life so, on the screen in front of you. It's like Chewie's a dog. Oh my god, I want that dog. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's it's like Darth Vader. Yeah. You see him as like twelve foot tall, don't you? So it's like yeah, absolutely. So my... finishing off on Chewy, it's a nice little segue into them. <laughs> uh, Everybody, download that song. It's very good. Chewy, what a wookie! Chewy, what a wookie! It's phenomenal. Yeah. What a classic! Should be a national yeah. anthem. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Peter Mayo, fantastic job uh, again. R.I.P. He spoke the lines. Yeah, he's gone unfortunately now, but he spoke the lines on set. And they were dubbed over with grizzly bear sound effects, but he still manages to portray such character. It's did, uh, it, it's astonishing. You know, considering he's not. When the t we started off this um, podcast talking about the tinkering, and it's, it's quite fitting that we'll end it on that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. But okay. did you know that George Lucas was? considering when he started tinkering it for the laser disc edition so that was the first special editions that he did he was going to subtitle chewy there's no need <laughs> i don't think I mean, how, there's... how far would he have taken that would he have started subtitling r2 probably it's, it's see this is this is again this is the wonderful thing about when you watch these films for the first time is is your imagination sort of again fills in the blanks so you can almost imagine and hear what r2 as was saying as we were talking about earlier you can almost mm. hear what chewie's trying to portray through the way he, he moves and articulates and, and growls um well, even it, it's almost a language in itself it's very he, very he, work peter mayhew did amazing work with you because he was actually acting with head shakes pointing when he was upset, his head would knock back with like almost like a, you know what I mean? Mm. It's yeah, well, oh, clever stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. people done think just it's through, just someone walking movement. around, with, someone walking around with a carpet on them. He was actually doing some pretty major acting to put to put across what he was trying to say. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's very, I imagine it's very very difficult to try and 
well, I don't think you could copy it. You'd have to sort of find your many, own sort of way Many of have tried it. doing Dubaka call, haven't they? <laughs> well, the call is just a bear recording. So, yeah, you know, unless you're good at doing animal noises, it doesn't really matter. But uh, no, I, do love, <laughs> I love Chewy. I love everything about Chewy. I love everything what, about Star Wars. And, and even Jar Jar. I end that, as I said, when you did that in the shop. <laughs> <laughs> you want me to go away in a... You can go forth and... <laughs> right, OK. <laughs> oh, dear. What a way to end a really nice combo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I will get you, I'll get you back, I will. <laughs> oh, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> so, um, so I think we've 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 sort of talked about episode four enough. Now we we talked about how we saw it as a child and and how it changed our view on the world and fired our imaginations. We've talked about its influence and merchandise and uh, and its reach and its spin-offs and everything we loved and hated about the tinkering that's gone on. And we've talked about oh. the characters and the actors involved. Put it, put it this way, right? Music episode to mention. Episode four affected us in a big way when we were four, and it still stands up. Now we're in our late forties. Go figure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know, right? I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and kudos, kudos to John Williams for that immortal soundtrack, which My will be God. around forever. I'm not. Yeah, I mean, the man's an absolute legend, isn't he? <laughs> Absolutely, he is, isn't he? It really is. It really is, and uh, and I'm glad he's been able to work on on every Star Wars movie since, in some capacity. Yeah, yeah. On, and many more other than that that are quite influential. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, absolutely. So many films he's been in. You mean imagine mm. the list of all the films he's done soundtracks for, and it's not like one song. Okay, no, that's movie. true. But um, <laughs> do you know what? When I think John Williams, I think Star Wars. I think Jaws. See, I think Star Wars, yeah, Jaws as well, because that was quite, yeah. Well, put it this pretty, way, it's, it's, that's pretty damn at, iconic. Un unlike unlike Star Wars, you look at Jaws now, you laugh, right? <laughs> but back when you were a kid and you saw Jaws, you didn't laugh, did you? <laughs> no, no. The music was scary, wasn't it? But it was it's terrifying. Yeah. So, so that's the difference. Whereas with Star Wars, the music is emotional as hell. It's, yeah. Yeah. It is emotional. And he hits those points at right at the right time, doesn't he? Right at oh, the yeah, right yeah. time. It's like, bang, music change. <laughs> and you think, oh. Yeah. All the but, yeah. themes for the different characters. And yeah. He is part yeah. of Scott. He is part of the Star Wars culture, John Williams. You've got all well, your characters, you've got all your actors, and then there's John Williams. I'm just, yeah. You know, well, they go hand in hand. There's, there's no doubt in my mind. There should so. be an action figure of him. I'm sure there probably is. Probably next to Jar Jar on the shelf. Oh, God. <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> let's wrap it up and call it a night.